this idea of the 80-20 or the Pareto principle kind of helps you define like what is good enough? Because often we're aiming for these unrealistic expectations and then we fall short and it reinforces that belief of not being good enough. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, super moms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time. But know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your super mom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes and be there at the live recordings of this podcast, come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. Today, we are talking about the 80-20 rule. And what that is, it's based on the Pareto principle, which is named after an Italian economist, an Italian economist. Um, It's based on the idea that 80% of our results comes from 20% of the causes. And so it's 80% of the, well, this shows up, this shows up in our world in so many different ways. Like for example, 80% of all crimes are committed by 20% of the total number of criminals or 20% of drivers cause 80% of the accidents, of traffic accidents. Um, Only 20% of your appliances consume 80% of the energy you spend at home. And so these are just, this is just a theory that this economist found to be true. And so today I wanted to talk about how this Pareto principle can be applied to um, our life as moms and how we can combat overwhelm and anxiety even, overwhelm, perfectionism, procrastination, all of these things that we may be experiencing can be overcome or it can be helped through this Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule. So, okay. All right. So have you heard of this? Let me know in the comments if this is something that you have heard before. Something that, um, so if you, you may know this, but I've been seeing a naturopathic doctor and when in the summer I started seeing her and I started, um, kind of on this journey to like improve my health. And we talked about this 80-20 rule. And it's something that I've, you know, kind of practiced or at least tried to practice for the last few years. And before I left, I say before I left, before I traveled back East, um, I think, when was it? It was in October. I had done a no sugar thing. Like I had completely got myself off of sugar and added sugar, especially. And I felt really good about doing, I just started seeing like lots of improvements and I felt like I was on the right track. And then 
I went to Pennsylvania and came back two days before Halloween. And so while I was in Pennsylvania, like I, I slid off track, I started, you know, started eating sugar again and convenience foods and all of these things. And even though I was like, still like trying to eat a salad a day and those kinds of things, I had gotten off track as far as my sugar was concerned. And one of the reasons why I'm doing the sugar thing is because I had blood, I had blood test done and my sugar was really high, my blood sugar. So I decided to start, you know, being careful with that. And so I came back from Pennsylvania already feeling like I was way off track. And then Halloween hit and, you know, candy was just laying around the house. And I was finding myself like constantly picking at the kids candy. And then I went and saw my doctor again. And we started talking about that 80-20 principle again, because that was the aim. That was like, I wasn't aiming for 100% because 100%, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to deal with is the stress and feeling like um, all the, you know, all the compounded stress that I'm experiencing. So we thought 80-20 was a good rule to be able to aim for. Um, and so when I came back and I had that doctor's appointment, I was like, I felt like I was basically 40, 60. <laughs> I was totally off track. Like I was doing 40% of the efforts. I was not um, like, instead of the 80, 20, which is like figure really low. I, or I mean the 40, 40, 60, I just felt like I was really off track. So we decided that I was going to aim for 70, 30, not even 80, 20. And I know this is a lot of numbers and I just want to be clear that this is a total estimate and it's not an exact science. Um, I just see that Good morning, Christina. Welcome, stranger. I haven't seen you in a long time. Carla, Rochelle, good morning. Um, so this 80-20, it's not like this exact thing, like you're aiming for 80% or 20% of the things or anything, but it's more of a way of giving yourself permission to not aim for 100% because that's usually where the stress really comes in when you're trying to do everything perfectly, trying to... Um, you know, aim for that perfect number, that 100%. So it's basically giving ourselves permission to aim for 80% and see what is, you know, knowing that 80% of the results come from 20% of our actions. We want to focus in on like, what can we do? Living with more intention and more purpose rather than trying to go for that 100% and then falling short. We're aiming for good enough. A few days ago, I was talking to a friend about um, just that idea of good enough. And she was sharing with me how she'd gone to this retreat. And one of the first things that they talked about was um, defining what good enough meant. And this idea of the 80-20 or the Pareto principle kind of helps you define like what is good enough? Because often we're aiming for these unrealistic expectations and then we fall short and it reinforces that belief of not being good enough. And so we want to talk about what is what is good enough. And this 80-20 thing actually gives us more of a target to aim for rather than just like kind of just say it's more of like this aloof concept. So one of the things 
I've been seeing this, you know, one of the things that I've been working on is redefining success and seeing what is successful. Because when I'm aiming for like a certain revenue number or a certain, you know, expectation in my head and I'm continually falling short, like maybe I need to redefine success and discover and define for myself, not discover, define for myself, what is success? And same thing, what is enough? And this is what this 80-20 rule is aiming to do, is, is going to help us do. So aside from relieving some of that pressure or the stress of having to do things perfectly or doing it all, it also gives us back our time. And as you know, you know, we do our whole challenge carving out me time. We um, need to be more conscious of like how we're spending our time. And when we say, oh, we don't have time for that, like, is it something that we need to make time for? Or is it something that we can let go of? You may have seen my post last night. I am looking at the new year and trying to decide what my intentions are for the new year and getting some ideas. I'm, I'm thinking of doing like this monthly challenge of my word of the year is going to be simplify, but I'm rethinking that because I'm like, is it simplify that I want to do? Or is it more living with purpose, um, being more intentional about what I'm doing in my life, what kind of habits I'm doing, what or setting myself up with, what um, the purpose is to simplify, but it's also to live with more purpose and to be able to focus on my priorities more. So this Pareto principle is something that is very much aligned with my goals. It allows us to be more productive and efficient without using all of our resources, without using all of our energy and our time, like when we're able to just focus on that 20%. And it provides us with a better chance to actually achieve balance. I've done podcast episodes and Facebook Lives about balance. Um, while I don't believe that it's something that you can have continuously, it's definitely something that is achievable in moments of time. And so being able to practice or put this principle into practice can allow you to feel balanced at times. Yeah, Christina, the um, redefining success and what is not, like when we're aiming for this like aloof concept, we end up being disappointed and feeling like we're not measuring up. And so it's definitely important to redefine success and redefine what it means to be good enough. Hey mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty? Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. So how can we incorporate the Pareto Principle into our lives? I have five ways and I want to share with them with you today. One is to identify priority tasks. Okay. One of the things that I've had clients do before is to actually list the hats that they're wearing, all of the tasks that they do or all of the jobs they hold in their life, the roles they play. Um, if you have heard of Fair Play, I've talked about Fair Play before. She actually lists out all of the different tasks that it takes to run a household and raise a child. And that's, that is a whole nother method that's going to help you create equity in your home to lay out that mental load. But 
the, I don't want to get off track, but with all of the tasks that you are doing each day or each week or whatever to run your house and raise your kids, focusing on those non-negotiable ones. In our challenge, we talk about eliminating, automating, and delegating. What are those tasks that are non-essential and focusing on them rather than filling your schedule with all of these other things that may not be lending to that productivity? So identifying, number one is identifying your priority tasks. This might mean sitting down in the morning and looking, what are the top three things that need to get done today that I need to work on? And having those goals rather than, again, just this countless list and then never feeling like you actually accomplished anything. Number two is quality time with children. Identify 20% of the activities that bring you the most joy and connection. Instead of just, you know, throwing things out and like doing little spurts here and there with your kids, actually being more intentional and identifying what are those activities that are really, excuse me, that are really going to help you connect with your child. Self-care, number three, 20% of the practices that bring the most rejuvenation and work on making them a habit. So instead of just, you know, unintentionally just like, you know, oh, I'll just go get my, I'll just go get a massage. I know there's way more ways of self-care than that, but I'm just using that as an example, right? What are the things that are actually bringing you joy and rejuvenation, like actually restoring your energy? And those are the things, focus on that and be more intentional about doing those things rather than everything. Number four, Home organizing, declutter and organize your spaces, focusing on 20% of your belongings that are regularly used or bring you joy. So one of the things is we, um, with clothing, we wear 20% of our clothing, 80% of the time. So why are you keeping all of those things in your, in your closet, right? Getting intentional and clearing out and decluttering and keeping those 20% of those items that bring you joy, keeping those 20% so that a clear environment, a decluttered environment, like I believe that our environment is a reflection of all of the, of what's going on in our mind. And so when you start clearing your mind, you start clearing your home. And when you start clearing your home, you start clearing your mind, like it's a reflection. And so sometimes getting, setting up your environment to be a place, a sanctuary or a place that brings you peace can create can minimize the chaos in your mind hey Rochelle have a great Friday um and then evaluate commitments identify the 20 percent that brings the most fulfillment to self and family talk a lot of in here about doing all of the things and not do well not doing all of the things and so taking a look at your schedule um the other day I asked some of I asked about what your favorite planner is in the book in the Facebook group and um, I love using like my planner. I've got it right here. I, I keep it with me. I'm paper and pen kind of girl. So, um, taking a look at that and seeing, are my commitments bringing me fulfillment, bringing fulfillment to myself and to my family. And so I want to make sure that I am eliminating and identifying the 20% that's actually doing a good job, like doing the things that I want to be doing and living that purposeful life.
So tell me, aside from these five, let me repeat them. Identifying priority tasks, quality time with children, self-care, home organizing, and evaluating commitments. Do any of those, like when, when I was talking about them, did they either inspire you to maybe implement this 20, this 80-20 rule into things that it jog, you know, did it inspire you to think of something, some way that you can apply it? Let me know in the comments. What is your biggest takeaway? Let's, let's talk about this. Let me know in the comments. I've got to refresh my thing. Some reason like, Christina, Carla, what are some of your um, biggest takeaways from this? Is there something that maybe you can implement this Pareto principle into your life? Do you have an idea? If you're struggling with perfectionism, procrastination, and or unrealistic expectations, aiming for good enough, like if you're struggling with doing that and defining what is good enough, let's talk. Schedule a call with me, momswithoutcapes.com backslash love yourself. Let's chat about how we can redefine good enough and get you to a place where this 80-20 principle, right, is played out in your life, where you start shifting the way you believe about yourself and about motherhood and all the things. So let's see, Carla, I heard the quote the other day, good enough is perfect and love it. Yes. Um, and Christina, home organizing, self-care, aiming for good enough. Let's read, let's define what that means and start working towards that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.